Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Wonderful. So I'm, I'm going to lead us through some mindful movement, which is always a nice practice to include since we are doing so much sitting here today. And before I do, I'd like to, both James and I would like to tell you a little bit about um, uh, what, what's coming up for us in case you're wanting to do more practice. Um, uh, so I guess to begin with, it's been mentioned several times, and this is on the back uh, tables there, that James and I lead this weekly meditation group in Berkeley um, called the Insight Meditation Community of Berkeley. And so you'll see one of these back there, and it has information about where it is, what time. Basically, um, it's a beautiful community. It's a large community of people that come together every week, um, and you're welcome to, to come anytime. There's no start date. You just join us when you're ready. And we, we start by sitting. We have a 45-minute sit, which you're, you'll be ready to do by the end of today. If you are new to practice, it'll be no problem for you. And then we have a little break uh, where people get to meet and mingle. And then we, uh, whoever is teaching that evening gives what's called a Dharma talk, which we'll be giving one of those later today. So you'll get a, a sense of what that is. Um, but basically, simply a, a talk about the teachings related to the teachings related to the practice. Um, so that's every Thursday night at 7.30. James and I are also teaching a week weekend retreat um, uh, March 27th through the 29th at Mount Madonna uh, Retreat Center. And there's there are these flyers on the back, really beautiful uh, flower on the front of it. That's how you know what it is. Um, and this is suitable for anybody, uh, whether you've been practicing a long time, whether you're fairly new to the practice. Um, it'll be similar structure to what we're doing here. Uh, walking and sitting, and it's a beautiful retreat center. If you've never been to Mount Madonna, it's up in the hills in Santa Cruz and overlooks the valley, and um, it's just a, a, a beautiful place to be. So if you're interested, there are still spaces available for that retreat and information on the back table. Um, I'm teaching a a workshop with Betsy Rose for parents and teachers and really any professionals working with young children called Musical Mindfulness. And so I think there's some black and white uh, flyers on the back there for that. And um, if, they're, if they're out, you can come up and check out this one because I only brought a few of those. Um, this is meant for anyone who, who's wanting to bring mindfulness to young kids or their, to your child or to your classroom. And we're going to be teaching how to teach young children uh, how to breathe and also how to um, learn the practices of mindfulness through song. So we actually teach you different songs that you can use in teaching young children. It's a lot of fun. Don't bring your children. This is for the adults only. <laughs> um, but um, we all become 
children <laughs> as we go through the day. It's quite lovely. Uh, so you're welcome to ask me questions about that at the end. And um, uh, there's also a flyer back there for uh, an eight-week program that I'm teaching through HeartMind Education uh, for people who are wanting to learn and embody this practice more. And it's an online course that will be starting um, in the next month. Um, and that is also somewhat geared towards teachers and parents, um, if that's something you're interested in. Anything else you want to Yeah, uh, I'll mention also. Just I want to um, um, let you know, she, uh, Kate is, uh, goes to school systems uh, all, all around the country and in Europe and in Australia and has, uh, has really... Um, developed quite a, a rich curriculum in bringing mindfulness to, uh, to kids and to um, educators and parents. So if it's something at all that you're interested or curious, uh, I, I highly recommend what she, what she offers. Um, and uh, I'll mention that besides, oh, the weekend that, that she mentioned uh, a moment ago, it's, it's a silent weekend uh, where you get a sense of what goes up, up the, on up the hill. Uh, there's instructions and there's talks uh, given, so it's for people who are brand new to practice as well as uh, people who've had experience. There's a chance to check in in small group interviews and uh, ask questions. But mostly it's a time to get to know yourself, make friends with yourself, and uh, a whole other level of understanding of the practice when you're doing a kind of sitting, walking, sitting, and have some um, guidance into how, how all of this works. It's good stuff. It really does work. Um, so if you're at all intrigued after the taste that you have today, come and uh, sit with us. And as she said, Mount Madonna is really a lovely place to, to practice. And I wanted to mention uh, also on the back table, there are um, big postcards about the um, course that I teach, Awakening Joy, uh, which is a five-month course <clears throat> that goes from February through June that you can take, well, the live class is in Berkeley, uh, but many people take it online from all over uh, U.S. and abroad. And um, you can join now. All the classes are video and audioed, uh, and then I send out a practice letter. There's the, the book that's in the back that I wrote that uh, goes with the course uh, with really extraordinary wisdom teachers. Uh, Rick Hansen, who teaches here a lot, and uh, uh, Mark Coleman, who's a teacher here, and uh, um, Google's jolly good fellow, Chad Meng Tan, who wrote Search Inside Yourself, the Dalai Lama's uh, translator, uh, Tupton Jimpa, who's a very wise being in his own right, and. Uh, on and on, you can see uh, who, who comes. But the idea is how these teachings and practices 
can be put in a, into a very accessible, practical way to open up to more well-being in your life, uh, which is also what uh, the book uh, that I wrote is, uh, is about. So if you're curious, um, lots of people do that, and uh, uh, you can join us. There is a suggested donation, but people can offer whatever they want as an alternative to the suggested donation if finances are a, a concern. So, um, yeah, that's all. Okay, so well, let's do some stretching. How about we stand up? And it's fine to stretch out if you, or move out, if you want to have a little bit more space. These will be very gentle stretching instructions. All the same, please listen to your body. Please um, adjust what I'm instructing you to do to fit what your body can do. If you need to sit down, that's fine. Actually, you can do a number of these sitting down. If you'd like to lean up against a wall or, or have the uh, back of the chair there for you for balance, that's just fine too. So whatever you are needing, please do take care of yourself. So we'll begin by simply standing and feeling the body standing here. And take a few deep breaths. And you might notice a shift, actually, as you come into this standing meditation. Perhaps your attention was more outward. Perhaps your mind was a little bit more busy. And now watch as your attention goes out down into the body, feeling the feet on the floor. Okay. And then take both hands, reaching them up into, up to the ceiling. And I have one hand up because I'm holding the mic, so you'll just have to listen and not follow necessarily. And then stretch your right hand up so that it's a little bit further up towards the ceiling, stretching that whole right side of the body upwards, all the way down to your foot, and then coming back to center and then stretching up the left side of the body and feeling that stretch. And then we'll go back to the right side. And then as we go to the right side, you might just bend gently over to the left. Okay. Coming back to center, stretching up again on the left side and then bending up and over towards the right. And then bringing your arms out towards the side and you will have to navigate and <laughs> negotiate with your neighbors. <laughs> okay. And feel both sides of your, your arms moving out towards the opposite sides of the room, feeling the length here in the shoulders and noticing if the shoulders are tight, you might bring up your shoulders up for a moment and then allow them to relax and then up again and relax. And again, one more time and relax. And then with small circles, making small circles with both arms in one direction, you can decide. If you have shoulder problems and this is too much, don't worry about that. If you like, one adaption is to take your hand and put it down towards your waist 
and rotate the shoulders with that support with your hand on your waist. And then switch directions. Great, and then coming back to standing. And then we're gonna come up on our toes for just a moment and feeling the stretch in our feet and then back down and then up again and also feeling it in the back of our legs and then down and up and down. And this time we're gonna come up and reach up towards the ceiling. I was told once that in Chinese medicine, this is called reaching for happiness. <laughs> so you can reach for happiness and then come down on your feet and then bending very gently from the waist down forward as far as is comfortable. And so you might put your hands up on your knees. You might bend your knees if you wanna come all the way down to the floor and you can, that's just fine. And as you're here, you might just let your neck rotate back and forth and loosen. And then we're going to roll back up very gently and slowly, allowing the neck to be the last, the head to be the last to come up, allowing your arms to go back up towards the ceiling, feeling that stretch. If you can and you'd like, you can take a very slight back bend and then back forward and then we'll bend back down again. Again, really paying attention to your body and what you can do. Bending the knees if need be. Allowing the head to hang. And then coming back up to standing. And let's rotate the neck. And so looking down towards the floor and then rotating to your right shoulder and then back down towards the floor and then to the left. And we'll do this rhythm a few times. And then back to center, allowing the head to move back as much as is, is comfortable. And then forward and back and forward. And we'll do this three more times at your own pace. And then when you're ready, you can come back to center. Now we're going to shake out the body a little bit. So we'll start with the shoulders, allowing them to go up and down, and then shake out the arms. Shaking out the hands. And then you can engage the legs. You might come back to some kind of balance and then shake out your right leg, shake out your left leg. 
We're going to do some tapping. So taking your right hand over to your uh, the left side of your um, sternum and clavicle area, and just with two fingers very gently tapping that area, the sternum, the clavicle. This stimulates the thymus gland, giving you a little bit more energy, some balance. And then with your full hand, your right hand, over to the left shoulder and tap it just like you would greet a dog. <laughs> and give it some love. In the back of the shoulder, maybe even up on the neck a little bit. Giving it your full attention. And then reach out your left arm and tap down the front of your arm. Turn your palm over and then tap back up the back of the arm and turn the palm back over again and you'll make these circles back down, turn the palm, come back up, turn it again, go back down. And we'll just do this for a little bit. Okay, great. Now with both hands, we'll start at... Um, Oh, we'll do the other side in a minute. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, James. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then with both hands to your left hip, we're going to tap down the side of our leg. Make sure you bend your knees over the foot and then up the front of the leg and make circles in that way. Take your time to do this. Bend those knees. And one more. Okay, and now come to standing and just feel both sides of the body and notice if there's any difference. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's even ourselves out. So then taking two fingers on your left hand and then tapping the clavicle on the right and the sternum. Taking out your right arm now, and you'll go down the top of your right arm and turn it over and come back up. We'll make those circles for a while. One more. Okay, both hands to your right hip and then going down the side of your right leg, over the foot and up the front. Bend your knees. 
One more. And come to standing and feel the body now. Hopefully more evened out. Go ahead and stretch in whatever way you would like at this point. Just whatever feels like it needs some stretching in the body. And Michelle, if you're back there, if you can put the air conditioning on, I think we'd all appreciate it. <laughs> okay, and we'll uh, come back to sitting and we'll get that air on. Oh, maybe I'll repeat that in case people didn't hear. So we've got the air on now. So those of you near the sides of the room will feel it much sooner than those in the middle. So if you need to adjust whether it's too much and you want to be out of the way of the air conditioning, you can come to the center. If you are really needing some air, then I would move out towards the, the sides. And that's just fine if you want to make those adjustments right now. So... I want to start this next meditation with uh, a poem to introduce how we begin to bring our practice to emotions, and not just emotions, but, but difficult emotions or difficult experience. So this is a poem that I'm sure many of you are familiar with called The Guest House. This is by Rumi. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He or she may be here, may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. So in this practice, I think we hope to have a blissful, peaceful experience, right? That's what we're really wanting in our meditation practice. And the good news is that that sometimes is true. And, and practicing this practice can bring in quite a lot of well-being. There's no doubt about that. And think of that as a happy byproduct of mindfulness. The practice of mindfulness excludes nothing. So even if you're having 
a lot of difficulty if you're experiencing anger in your meditation or sadness or depression in your meditation if you're experiencing anxiety or worry some kind of agitation all of this is included all of this is actually very much welcome and so just like in Rumi's poem we invite each one in as it comes we don't have to go looking for it these are just things that arise because we're human and we all have these experiences from time to time and so as they arrive we welcome them in with our attention with our attention and uh, with care with compassion even if that's available to us which as we continue this practice more and more it does become quite available we're going to practice in just a moment a very specific meditation related to this theme of mindfulness and emotions uh, but before we do I want to introduce you to an acronym that myself and James both teach and find it to be incredibly helpful when working with uh, difficult emotions or difficult situations uh, difficult thoughts even it can also be something useful when wanting to look more closely at the subtle uh, experiences so more subtle emotional um, landscape so however you're feeling right now uh, this will be a practice that you'll be able to follow along in just a moment and explore these aspects of experience a little more closely and also I think this acronym helps us hold the larger more difficult emotions in a way that feels possible so if that's something that's coming up for you maybe there's a little fear about going into difficulty um, that this might be a really nice gentle way of doing this so the acronym is RAIN and I believe this was um, introduced first by Michelle McDonald is that correct Michelle McDonald who is also an insight meditation teacher and RAIN stands for R to recognize to recognize meaning to simply know what emotion is present right now or what is happening right now I'll come back and go through each one in a little bit more detail in just a minute A is allow to allow it to be here to give it permission welcoming it in I is investigate to get curious to begin to uh, investigate and tease apart the experience. What is this? And the last is N, non-identify. That we don't have to identify with these experiences as, um, you know, taking it personally, something to take personally. So the first one, R, is where we start. And so as I go through the meditation, I'll lead you through this. But this recognize, just simply noticing what is the emotion right now? What's the content? Uh, this is very powerful. In fact, there's been research done um, where they've taken seasoned meditation practitioners, hooked them up to an fMRI, and 
stimulated a fear response. I believe they started with fear. I think they've done other emotions since then, but the one I've read was a fear response. And they could see the amygdala in the brain actually activate as it was sending out its stress hormones as a healthy amygdala would if you were experiencing fear. But then as the um, practitioner was asked to name what emotion are you experiencing right now, and asked to name it in a mindful way. So not getting caught up in the story of the fear or not getting caught up simply by identifying with the fear, but simply naming, recognizing, this is fear. And as they named it, this is fear. I'm experiencing fear right now. They watched as the amygdala uh, actually stopped sending out the stress hormones. So it was this orange color on the fMRI machine, and they saw it actually regulate itself in that moment of simply naming what it was. And you'll notice this in your practice sometimes. Sometimes all that's needed is recognize, oh, this is worry right now. And you'll notice as suddenly the strength of that worry is no longer being fed, and so it dissipates. And so you can play with this and just notice if this is true. It doesn't always work that well, but um, there is a power to naming it. It gives the brain more information. This is what this is. And then because it has more information, it's able to regulate more efficiently. So that's R, recognize. A, allow, comes right there with recognize. This is anger. Now, sometimes when we experience these more difficult emotions or these larger emotions, um, there can be a pushing away. I, you know, I don't really want to experience this right now, or this shouldn't be experienced right now, this shouldn't be happening right now. Or if I just do, you know, this little tweak, maybe it'll, it'll get, I'll get rid of it. And so there's a lot of pushing back on, on the emotion, on the experience, which of course just can create a lot more tension and frustration and tightness. So it can feel a bit counterintuitive, but to actually lean in a little bit and to relax into something like anger or fear even. This is anger and allow it to be here. I see you and I'm allowing to give it the space to actually be there and see what that's like. Explore it in this way. If it's too much, you can always open your eyes. You can always move around a little bit. You can bring your attention back to breathing. You can always back out. But what you might find that if you allow in this very gentle, open way and give it space to be here, you might find that it's not as powerful as you thought it would be. So once we've gone from allow, we can begin to investigate. We can begin to see what is it that I'm calling anxiety? Why do I call it that? What are the sensations that tell me that it is this emotion that I've recognized? So going in and actually uh, seeing where do I feel this emotion in my body? What, what sensations come up? Well, it's, you know, my heart's pounding or there's a tightness or I can feel it in my face, I can feel it in my hands, in my fists. So noticing where you feel it physically. Noticing, is it a pleasant experience, an, an unpleasant experience? Maybe it's neither. 
Maybe it's feeling kind of neutral, and that might be surprising. What's happening in the mind? The quality of the mind. Oh, it just makes me want to space out. It makes my, my thoughts go all over the place. It makes me think about this particular experience or this particular person or conversation when I'm feeling this. And start to see the relationship of mind, body, emotion. And as you do so, doing it with curiosity. Again, as if you were this alien that just dropped down into this body and is exploring it for the first time. What is this? And so when we do it in this way, another example might be uh, watching a, a really young child explore their environment for the first time. So if you've ever seen a kid down in the dirt, you know, watching the ants or something like that, and just how fascinated they can be in something so simple as that, and, and a lot of joy and happiness can come from that. We too can, can experience that childlike nature of exploration into something we've probably felt a hundred, you know, thousands of times, but maybe not in this way, not with this curiosity. So this is investigate. And then finally comes non-identify, and this may be the hardest part of RAIN and can sometimes take a while. It's this idea that like I was saying before, both James and I have, have touched on this, that this is all part of the human experience and that it's not personal. Sometimes we latch on to certain emotional experiences. I am an angry person. I am a sad person. Or even, I am a happy person. And of course, maybe in that moment it can be true, but it's not true over time. We're never one of those things forever. Our emotional landscape is like this. It moves, it changes. It's never the same. And so when we identify and cling on to and cling on to a certain experience as this is who I am, it's actually quite limiting. It really limits our view of our fuller self, of who we are. And so seeing if we can um, let go of that. Sometimes I'll even use the phrase, let go. I'm feeling like I'm clinging on to something. Let go. Also, letting go of that experience itself, that we don't have to hold on to it, that we can allow it to move through us, just like uh, wind passing through, energy passing through. It's just here for now, but it's not mine and it's not personal. Let it go. So let's try this now. Uh, we'll sit for a while, and I'll guide you through the RAIN process. And again, if at any point you feel like it's too much, you can always open your eyes. You can always go back to breathing, feel the body sitting here. So find the posture that will most support you. So now, you know, it's the middle of the day. <laughs> We've just eaten. It's warm in here. So note that, note your energy level and sit in a way that will most support you in that energy level. You might want to stand, you know, so you're always welcome to stand. Even mid-meditation, if you would like to stand up right where you are, that's just fine. No problem. Okay. 
So we'll begin by closing our eyes or allow your eyes open and looking down towards the, the floor in front of you. And we'll start by grounding into the body, feeling the body sitting here, those places of contact where the body is meeting the floor or the chair. You might include the breath or sound. Whatever will help you become present, become embodied. And then if you're ready, you can begin by um, exploring what emotions are present right now. Starting with R, recognize. So in your mind, you can name whatever the emotion is. Maybe there's multiple emotions going on at once. That certainly can be true. Sometimes it's hard to find vocabulary to meet our emotional experience. So to simplify, sometimes what I do is actually give it a color. I'm feeling green right now. Whatever would best meet your experience. And it works in the same way. Keeps you in contact with the emotion but makes it a little easier in terms of naming what it is. And then if you've been able to recognize the emotion, you can move into allow. Allowing it to be here. This full permission for whatever has arrived, for it to take its space or to be present here with us, even if it's uncomfortable.
And one way to keep in that attitude of allowing is to move into investigation, investigating what this is, getting curious about it. Notice where you feel these, these emotions in the body. If it's something that feels quite constant or is in flux, changing pretty quickly. You can notice if it's pleasant or unpleasant or neither, more in that neutral territory. Notice how this emotion is related to the quality of your mind right now, or the quality of your attention. Is the mind busy? Is it stable? Is it thinking about a particular situation or person? Does it have a cloudy quality? Does it have a clear quality? However it is, see if you can Relax into whatever the experience is right now. 
not needing to fight it or needing to fix it or change it. We're simply observers right now, observing whatever is here. And as you investigate, notice if there's any attachment or holding on to any strong identification with the experience. It might come in the form of stories in your mind. It might be more bodily, a feeling of tightness. And this brings us to end the non-identify, seeing if we can be with the experience without taking it personally, not holding on to it. Let go. And so for the remainder of the sit, you can continue with rain. Perhaps you want to go back to R if things have changed. Or maybe you're still investigating. If you'd like, you can also go back to the breath or to other sensations. You can notice sound. whatever keeps you present.
Notice where your attention is right now. If you need to, bring your attention back to the body, to the breath, to your emotions. Begin the meditation right now. So, um, before we take, do another uh, 
walking uh, meditation, uh, wanted to just follow up a bit on, uh, on what Kate was leading us in working with emotions. <clears throat> They're part of our experience uh, and a very important part to get a, um, to learn how to hold because uh, usually they uh, run us when we get triggered and we'll f we're feeling frightened, our thoughts go in that direction, or if we're feeling angry, we can then say or do things that, are, uh, that we regret. Or if we feel really great, sometimes we can get spun out, um, and I'm all for feeling great. But uh, to have some, uh, have some tools in working with the, the feelings, working with the emotions, uh, is really um, profound. And the, the first uh, approach, as Kate was just leading us in, is being mindful of the, of the feeling. Using that RAIN acronym just describes basically how to be mindful with a feeling. Um, to recognize, oh, this is what I'm feeling. To allow it to investigate, explore how it is experienced in the body or the mind without getting into the story, and to, uh, to not take it personally, see, oh, this is just a part of the human experience. Um, and to do that, if you, if you um, are working with that skill, both in the meditation or in your life, you do it just a little at a time. It's not like you have to stay with a very strong emotion if you're feeling overwhelmed. But to know, oh, I can, let me be with this for, like I said before about the physical sensations, let me be with this for the next minute or the next half minute. Instead of running away as we usually do, let's just feel it here. And a lot of times when you let yourself feel it, you're not adding on all the resistance that just feeds it. And you can hold it. Oh, yeah, here's sadness. Here's anger. Here's whatever it is. And you have enough space so that it's not sweeping you over. But sometimes uh, it's hard to be mindful when the emotion is strong. And it's hard to, uh, to not be overwhelmed. And so I just wanted to share uh, one of a number of other uh, techniques or practices, but one that you might find also very beneficial, um, and that is um, having, holding your experience with compassion. The mindfulness just says, and it's a kind awareness that says, oh, this is what's happening. But if you are swept up and you feel like you're drowning, you need to um, actually uh, create a sense of holding uh, that's coming from a kind, tender heart. Not to get rid of it, not to change it, not to even try to understand it, but just to bring some, uh, some comfort to you so you can get enough space. Just like if a child is having a meltdown, having a hard time, you know, you, it probably wouldn't work to say, you know, 
oh yes, just uh, feel your anger, you know. It'll, it'll go, it'll pass. No, that won't work. What does that child need? If you can, and they're willing to let you, just holding it, holding her or him, saying, I'm right here with you. It's okay, dear. And so this, um, this little self-compassion, mindful self-compassion break is something that um, I've been finding uh, very effective, a kind of also uh, um, simple tool to bring the compassion practice uh, to emotions. And this comes out of um, uh, Kristen Neff and Chris Germer's Mindful Self-Compassion. And there's, their books are um, probably in the bookstore. Very, very simple. So it's a four-part practice that I think you'll get right away. First, put your hand on your heart. And just even doing that, let yourself feel the, the tenderness. This physiologically releases oxytocin and soothes the whole system. And just uh, let yourself be soothed for a moment. And then um, three simple phrases, and you can make your own variation up. It's not like there's anything holy about uh, these words, but some form of them. It's very, very helpful. First one, uh, this is a moment of suffering. Or another way you could say it, oh, this is really hard right now. And as you are taking that in, again, comforting yourself, this is hard. This is a moment of suffering. Second phrase, suffering is a part of life. And with that, you might reflect on all the people in the world who are going what, through what you're going through now. Whether it's anger or fear or loneliness or grief or whatever. And so you're not feeling so isolated and alone feeling connected. Suffering is a part of life. And then third phrase, may I hold my suffering with kindness and compassion. <coughs> Just to remind yourself that's possible. This is a moment of suffering or this is hard. Suffering is a part of life. May I hold my suffering with kindness, compassion. And as you're doing this, you can be the, the one that needs the comfort, probably a little boy or a little girl right inside of us. And you're also the, the wise one that is comforting right through your hand. So it's learning to hold and care for yourself and that you have that capacity. This is a moment of suffering. Suffering is a part of life. May I hold my suffering with kindness, compassion.
And whether or not you use those phrases or uh, the words, that basic idea where you don't have to get rid of anything, but just learning to hold that, uh, that pain, hold it wisely without trying to explain or figure out why or when is it going to go away, just in bringing that very tender, loving care to your pain or your confusion or whatever it is, whatever emotion is coming up, very powerful. It's like bringing um, the, the Buddha or Kuan Yin, the embodiment of compassion, right inside of you, bringing that forth and holding the challenge, the difficulty. Then, when you are somewhat more balanced, then you might find that doing the RAIN acronym, or saying, okay, what is it that I'm feeling right now? Then that can be uh, more accessible to you. So, that makes sense? Any, uh, just any question about that before we do the walking? Okay, so uh, we'll do uh, walking, say, for um, oh, about, let's go for about 20 minutes or so, and then we'll uh, ring the bell. And while you're doing the walking, again, let yourself enjoy the walking. If you like to walk, this, this is walking and just knowing you're walking. Uh, but if you're having, as you're walking, emotions that are coming up or questions like, what are we doing here anyway? What's the point? And then just realize, oh, there's some feelings that are coming up. How about it? Oh, I can hold that too. Without figuring anything out, just you can hold it all. It doesn't, awareness doesn't care whether you are having a, a, an ecstatic moment or a confused, frustrated moment. It's just the next thing to, uh, to hold with that wise heart. Okay, so um, you can enjoy your walking and then we'll come back for another, another sitting. Let's, let's keep with the quiet. Let's keep with the silence so we can uh, still have a supportive atmosphere for everyone. <laughs> 